Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're new to the program, I'm Michelle Mache. You've been here a while. Hey, <laughs> big hugs. Um, we have a really good time here. If you're new, we come to the community. And if you're listening in the chat, that's great. Um, if you have a question or a comment, uh, you can call in at 347-539-5122. Um, <clears throat> hello and wonderful shout out and hugs to everybody that um, has been leaving your appreciation feedback on iTunes. Um, we're available in other podcast outlets also, TuneIn Radio, iHeart. Gosh, what else is there? FM Player or Player FM. I always get the, that uh, name mixed up. So wherever and however you listen to us, glad that you join in. Uh, many of you know I've been doing um, readings, pick a card readings, and actually channel readings also on uh, my YouTube channel, uh, Michelle Mache. You can go there, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-M-E-I-C-H-E, or also Light Being 21. I'm going to have a new Soul Playground banner soon. As I get through writing my three little sentences I'm supposed to write, but shout out to Jen who's helping me uh, put this together. So, and of course, shout out to Sadie who keeps awakenings humming. We've got some great people that help us, Josie, Angela. I feel really in a blessed uh, mood right now. Um, I, I do a lot anyway, periodically, but I know myself, as, as long with a lot of um, other people have really been going through it this year. And like I said last year, you guys, you know, I will always give you the real deal. You know, people were 11, 11, oh, 11, it's 11 cycle. Um, it's going to be amazing. And it is amazing. You know, we were, we're all being um, updated, up-leveled to connect more to our soul and for more soul expression and less ego expression. But a lot has been coming up in regards to your relationship to your higher self, your inner self, the spiritual aspect of your being, other people, and as well as a lot of testing and tempering. So I'm going to chat a little bit on that. Um, also want to just give a little pause, a little silence with some wonderful intentions for an amazing client of mine, Angela. Some of you know her that crossed over. She's actually been coming to me and actually giving me some great uh, insight or advice. And um, in her words, Missy, you helped me all these years, and now I'm going to return the same. So she's, uh, those of you that know her, firecracker, very positive, very, you know, expansive being, and um, really took the lesson to her passing with um, cancer. And she said, I know what the lesson is with this. My heart is open. I'm opening. I feel so much love now, so much support. 
and it was just beautiful to witness that. Um, so big hug to her and also to Vicki, who's, I think, probably listening. Big hug and support. I get a little gnome from her. She also gave me a little lapis unicorn or agate, blue agate unicorn, and Danielle, who's traveling. So lots of change for people, right? So let's, what I'd like you to do, just invite you. I'm kind of in this mood. Maybe you want to hear my decaf. My stovetop espresso, but I do it with decaf. Um, just let's right now just open up, take a breath, pause, and as you breathe out, feel your heart opening more. And just think about right now who's in your life and who's been there, who's supporting you, that somehow you always come out of it, whatever it is that you're going through, you do come out the other side. And just feel that love, feel that support. Support is a form of love, you know. Let go, shout. And even for our community here, just how we interconnect, we've got a great guest today, Jude Curavan. Amazing, amazing being. Many of you know of her already. Read her books, listened to her CDs. I think she's got eight books out, but we're going to be talking about the cosmic hologram. She's amazing. Just feel in that silence. What do you feel? What do you see? I know a lot of you are experiencing challenges and it looks bleak or a lot seems to be disappearing or there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of the unknown. But just while you're listening to my voice, I'd like you to just notice that you feel support even though you don't see me, but you hear me. You feel me. Some of you may even have me on in the background and maybe I seem a little distant, but you know I'm there. So in many ways, these eclipses, that's what it's teaching us, reminding us. It's really a memory that we have within us that's been layered over, covered over by a different game that we were playing. And so it is really about reconnecting. Reconnecting through our spirit to the soul aspect of us. And what does that mean? That means our design, our original blueprint, our, 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 the original us, our authenticity. Many of you, some of you more than others, some of you have been way off path or been over-obligated to other people. And, you know, or a lot of people motivated by fear. I'll never get married again. I'll never have a relationship. I'll never find love. I'll never be in love. I'll never take a chance again. I'll never be able to do what I really want to do. Or I'll never be able to have that dream job. I'll never be able to move. I'll nev- These program our mind, okay? And there are feelings and emotions connected to these kinds of thoughts. This is why I'm bringing my high vibes back. Those of you that are interested, I'm going to do it on the 11th. I've been working with the energies of these planetary cosmic energies. Some of it is through the you know, eclipses, some of it you can say it's through the eclipse energy. 
but really the moon cycles. And I got guided in February to start working back with what we call moon magic. And I'd gotten away from that a bit. You know, as a shamanically trained, we work a lot with um, the moon cycles, you know, not just the solar. We work a lot with the feminine energy, which is through the moon. Um, and it's actually a lot quicker for manifesting and finding out what's really going on. If you, you know, new moon or as it's the moon is waxing, as the moon is getting fuller and fuller to up to the full moon is the time that you want to focus on what it is that you want, what it is. Um, that's why people, if they cut their hair on the full moon, it's to grow back faster. If you cut it back on the waning moon, when it's getting less and less, it grows back slower. So we are, I don't know what it is, 75, 77, 80, 85% different people, water. So connecting in, and water is the blood, okay? Within the blood, the electrical aspect of us, there's also iron in that blood, right? Um, you know, all the minerals, the minerals are electrical. But the water part of us is receptive, is open. And it is about finding the flow that you're in and not resisting it. You know, I always give the example of this, those of you that swim or have ever, you know, I once was caught in a riptide and, um, and I remembered what somebody had told me. It was quite frightening. Um, and I can be a little bit as strong and as strong as courageous as I am. Certain things just freak me out. <laughs> and I do love swimming. Um, but, you know, I could go into a little panicky mode. So, the, the what seems to be counter logic is to swim with the riptide. You actually swim with the current. And then within the current, who knows, a little jog of nature, there's a little opening that happens. There's a little, the wave does a little thing, it gets a little calmer, you know, it shifts. And that's when you swim back towards the shore. You don't fight the riptide because it will bring you down. So some of you surfers out there, major surfers, swimmers, you, you know this and you've been taught this. And it actually works, but you're going at a zigzag. Okay, I just had a little drink of my synergy, watermelon wonder synergy. Very good. So that's what's happening right now. We're being zigzagged. And you can say with all these retrograded planets, the, the solar, lunar, lunar, solar eclipses, are causing this kind of zigzag, right? I'm just saying hi to people in the chat. And a lot of it, and believe me, it's our, it's part of, it's, okay, here's what I want to say. It's our constructed nature. It's what we've been taught in the old paradigm is to fight or resist to make something happen. But now we're learning more of the soul way. This part of the soul alignment, it's also called the root awakening and the awakenings cycle because if you fight boom slap down boom right also people are awakening to their choices what are the choices how have they been living their life what kind of pickle have you gotten yourself in um some of you have already been awakening and so your stage isn't so abrupt isn't so rude isn't so disrupting but mind you if it is disrupting right now for you or very rude very jarring be compassionate with yourself you know, this isn't about, you know, what type of awakening are you having. The, the fact is that you're getting woke, right? You're getting woke, woken up. That's, that's the most important part. 
So some people have asked me, okay, how do we deal with this energy right now? And actually, on my, I'm going to do a, a video on this on the YouTube channel. So check it out and subscribe, please, um, if you, you know, feel a resonance. And then also my blog, Soul Playground. Uh, dot life. I'm actually going to dive into the chakras, which chakras are being affected for um, each sign or element. Um, because we're really, this is about using it all, the fullness of our being and our, and our life expression here. You know, whether it's animal medicine, opening to the animals, opening to the trees, the plants, opening obviously to other people, opening to your own inner guidance. It's really about the magic and mystery of life and being a part of that, not just, you know, <clears throat> in a workshop or a seminar with certain people, but as a way of life. This is why the ego is so thwarted right now. Believe me, I know some things that are going to be happening, and I, oh, my God, I am, it's so interesting. I can be, you know, I feel like I've, some certain things I've been waiting a long time, 10 years or more. You know, everything in divine timing. You know, it's easier for me to guide people <laughs> into that than, than live it myself, um, especially when you've been patient a long time. See, some of us are going, hey, hey, we've been patient. We've been doing this. We've been doing that. Where the heck is the payoff? Uh, but again, the, it, again, it's the timing. And the timing isn't always just about us. It's about other people in our life or that we're meant to connect with as well as the group dynamic, the collective timing, what fits into the zeitgeist of the time. And one way that I can describe this is, though I think typewriters are pretty cool, somebody right now that perhaps wants to, you know, mass produce typewriters to compete with smartphones is not a great investment. The zeitgeist has moved differently. So some of you, this is why there's delays, and Robert Wilkinson, those of you that are just listening to the show or new to it or missed this episode, uh, go back, I think it's been two weeks now, maybe three, we had Robert Wilkinson on, his astrologer and futurist, and he, you know, we kind of tag-teamed. I was tuning in, and he confirmed a lot of what I was saying with um, astrological aspects. So it was really cool, and he brought some uh, further tangibility and, you know, astrological understanding and reasoning as to why this is happening. And he saw as well, October on, things are really going to open. Part of it is your higher self doesn't want you, us, making mistakes, getting committed into something or overcommitted or acting out of fear instead of coming from the highest aspect of your being, which is the soul. That's the, that's the new game. So this year has been all about testing that. Like saying, these are the new rules. These are the new rules. The ego manifestations aren't going to have as much juice. You've got to learn to wait. You've got to learn to connect in more, to meditate more, to pause, to be in the void, to not fear the unknown. Know that your higher self is orchestrating in everything, even though on an ego level, we don't see it coming. You know, we might feel it, but then, of course, we doubt it because we are trained to focus on what is tangible what we can taste touch and feel this is why all the work you know i do my teleworkshops with the subtle energy because that is the true we are part of the subtle energy 
And so when you're drawing in something or manifesting something, it's already there in the etheric field. You know, well, it's in the astral. It, you know, it holds enough of a frequency and as it gets closer to denser physical manifestation where you can taste, touch, feel it, you know, experience it, it waits a little bit in the etheric. That's why we get impatient. We're like, God, I can feel it. Where is it already? However, the thing is, there is no time in divine right timing. So we're all being redirected and kind of schooled to live more in synchronistic timing. So what I would say to all of you and what also helps me is look at who or what is in your life. What does it represent? That's the direction to go in. So it's not going to be so much. There, there still is timing. In fact, I did a reading for someone the other day, or no, months ago, um, I think February or March, and I said, oh, you're going to meet somebody in July, and you're going to, meet, or you're going to date somebody and hang out with them, and then you're going to meet someone at this time at the mid-July, and then you're meeting someone in October, and it, boom, 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 happened. That's, <laughs> that happens? Yes, it does happen. However, in the bigger scheme of things, in the bigger arch of things, it's your connections, whether people, places, or situations and circumstances, and that includes jobs, careers, moves, is going to be by synchronistic timing. So it's going to be easier to tune into the timing. And I don't know if you guys can hear this, but my neighbor has a blower on. But I got to open the door because Yoshi wants to come in. Come on, darling. Stinker. Sorry about that, you guys. Home studio and Yoshi rules the roost. Those of you that don't know, that's my little doggy. I could feel her telepathic intention saying, let me in, let me in. So when I feel that I have to let her in, uh, even though she won't, she'll just, she'll just stay there with the intention. And there's a good example. Thank you, Yoshi, for that. See how I felt that? Now, obviously, she's connected to source energies, right? She's an amazing being, as, as a lot of animal beings are, human beings. But I'm opening the door for her. I am her source. She trusts that with her intention, I don't care if it's 3 a.m. in the morning and she wants to go outside because I, a, a, I don't use a doggy door. Um, I don't need to. And my cats were like this, and my previous doggy was like this, too, when I was in my 20s. If you're open to it, you know, I will wake up, I can't even tell you, out of a dead sleep. I mean deep, deep sleep. And I'm like, I can't believe it. She can't be. And I will get up. I come in the living room, come to the back, to the back door, and there she is sitting there staring at the open door to my bedroom. She wants to go out. I open the door, trot, trot, trot. She goes outside, does her business, comes back in and goes to sleep. Now, I'm not saying this is so easy, but this is where we are all going. What's Tamara saying in the chat? Yoshi confirmed. Yes, yes. Hey, everyone. Hey, Laura. Gemini Moon. Hey, guests. Welcome to Creator's Dream. Yeah, so that's kind of, that. thank you, Yosh. Thank you very much for that. Uh, that's, that totally gives the example of what I'm talking about, where we're going. And, and so that when we have that level, which we're all getting there consistently, where we know that what we're intending, what we're focused on and what we're intending, what we've been envisioning, first of all,
of all, it's coming from the higher self. It, if it really has a lot of juice and you can feel it, taste it and feel it, the form might be a little different or a little, you know, a little different shape. You know, if you're looking at a purple box, it might be lavender. You know, it could be a little different. But we but that trust that, yes, what we're not just receiving, because we're receiving from the higher self, right? We're receiving what's, what's next in our soul's unfolding. That's where we're getting the inspiration, right? That's why I say soul fuel. We're being fueled now by our soul, by our passion. We, you know, those of you that are feeling this, you feel me, right? You, we want what's real. It's like, hey, give me, the, give me that whole apple pie, whatever. Give me that kale. Give me the taste. Let me live more fully. And so you get more juice. Uh, the spirit, you get more energy, you get more life force animating energy living this way. This is why if you've ever seen people that are really living truly fulfilled and and with a strong sense of self and purpose, um, not necessarily narcissistically, but really not, you know, not necessarily that, but living really fully, even if they're sick, I've seen people that are sick or have terminal illness that have so much energy um, my dad was kind of like that. It's interesting. I'll reveal here a little. Even with all his flaws, and he had them, um, boy, did he have the joy de vivre of getting up and just, you know, oh, I talked to the person in the market. I, oh, I went to the gas station. He loved, I don't even know why, because I like, I like Miss Gourmet, right? I, I mean, I'm very down-to-earth aspect also. I love camping and that kind of stuff. Um, but I, do, I, I cannot stand, like, American coffee or too acidic coffee. And I like deep, rich teas and green teas. And my dad, all the I come over with these great coffee blends for him. And he's, oh, honey, I already got my coffee. And it was like from the 7-Eleven or AMPM mini market. Those of you that live in, you know, the United States, um, I don't know that Europe has a problem. I don't, I've never seen it. I don't think you have a counterpart. But it's, sorry, I hate to put you down, 7-Eleven, AMPM, but it's horrible coffee. But I think the thing that he liked the most, this part I probably got from him, is that he loved chit-chatting with the, the people that worked there. They knew him. Hey, Val. Hey, Valeriano. You know, hey, Mr. Mache. You know, oh, especially the young kids. He'd kid them around. Going to college. Going to, what are you doing? What, you know, this and that. Got a girlfriend. Got a boyfriend. I think that was it. But that's what we're kind of being asked to slow down and really see and feel is, Without the, without the money aspect, not that money's bad, it's great, it's a fun game, but there needs to be reprioritizing. What is that interconnectedness that's moving you out of over-consuming into creativism, right? I did a talk on this years ago at a tech conference, moving out of consumerism into creativism, into connection, out of disconnect. When we feel disconnected, that's when we overdo whatever it is, overwork out, overeat, overspend, over drinking, over whatever, over gambling, whatever, over, over, over. The bat, because the soul wants to connect. It likes different experiences and different people. It wants to know. It wants to reach out. So part of what's happening during this eclipse season is where our conditioning is stopping that or numbing that to true connection, 
that's where the, the shakeup is happening. That's where the disruption, that's where the tumultuous feelings, that's where the sadness, the grief is coming in, you know, the why didn't I, whatever. It's coming in so that that energy can be freed up to be recalibrated and therefore requalified. The energy can change the quality of it so that you can live more fully. And so the the areas that will be highlighted is moving people into more self-expression, whatever that means for you, creative, artistic, self-expressive. And the main way that we are creatively expressing and connecting to our self-expression or soul expression is through creating our life, creating our reality by our thoughts, our feelings, right? So there's going to be a lot of focus on words, on ideas. I just saw this morning, early, early this morning on a news show, I'd like to watch these things and see what, what, what's the intersection, what, how, is it, how is the universe, the all that is, how is God reflecting these changes? How are these, reflect, these changes being guided by the spiritual hierarchy, the oversouls through, through different forms of media? And even what seems to be conservative media or whatever, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about not only authenticity, but what's right. The First Amendment, what's hate? Hate's, these words that go out into the world, they, they have a carrier wave. You know, that emotion is a carrier wave. They create an, an ambiance. They create a, a, a mission. that It is alive. Words are alive. Thoughts, you know, when we start shifting our words, our thoughts begin to change. And therefore, our emotions and our feelings. And when our feelings start to change and our emotions start to change, when we feel safer, then our words change. So there's a wonderful interplay. Tamara in the chat is saying, so our self, soul expression is our way of connecting. Yes. What you all are going to find is you're, you're going to be showing up, not just saying, how do I fit in here? But by the virtue of how you are uniquely, you will find where you organically or naturally fit in, meaning your gifts are needed. Just how you are is needed. There's not a lot of contorting and saying, you know, oh, they need this right now, so I better be this. No, you show up as you are. You like that, Michelle. Thank you, Tamara. Yeah, the best connection, as we're more and more connecting to our true sense of self, as we're more and more connecting to ourselves, that gets reflected out. That gets transmitted out, right, into the ethers, into the world. This is what resonance is. This is why I keep harping on this. Law of attraction naturally happens. You don't have to focus on law of attraction. What you do need to focus on is resonance. Are you resonating with the, the right people and situations. So in, in other words, as I resonate more with my true self, as I'm clearer about what I need and want, and I live that, then I attract that. Some of you saw, and, and by the way, she's going to be on our program. She's an amazing um, being, um, Bianca de la Garza. I've been wanting to do commentary. You know, I don't, but, but also commentary, I think I mentioned this to you guys, on, um, you know, social media, you know, because I do like trends. And as a psychic channel, I'm able to tap into trends and see where they're going or what's, behind, what's underneath, what's really happening. Like, why do we have less soap operas? I think only one or two now in the United States. 
why, you know, the whole real people, real stories movement that I predicted in the, you know, the 90s to my TV film and right and there's oh no Michelle you're wrong that, that work with I work a lot with network executives no you're wrong there's only this is only happening because of the writer strike I said no 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 this is part of the new paradigm the Aquarian age where the playing field is level people it's real reality program is really going to take off people want to watch real people with real stories not things that are sitcommy oh no 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 that's only going to happen you know for six months da 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 well no. What do we see? Reality programming. I want to share something with you. I just had this epiphany in my meditation the other day, this high level that's happening of entitlement with a certain group of people, the techie entitlement, the entitled generation. What I sense by really looking at it, it's, it's the first wave of people waking up and saying, hey, it's my life. I have a life. I'm special because if you look at, especially from the, well, all of history, except for the aristocrats, many of us have been taught and it's taught in schools, taught in families, you know, not to really shine, not to outshine people. Children are to be seen and not heard, be kind of quiet. It was even worse in the thirties, you know, around the depression, you know, nose to the grindstone, you know, um, the 60s had a little heyday, but it didn't really go anywhere. So now we have a generation, and it's not, I don't feel that it's just age specific because I've seen some older people, 40s, 50s, and on up, that still have that entitlement. It's a certain culture that they think they're the shizzle, right? <laughs> the fizzle shizzle. Do, do a little Snoop Dogg there. Um, but it's actually a good sign because it's the neophyte. It, once it's tempered more with the awareness of the Aquarian energy, it's just an, we're in the Leo Aquarius axis. It's just a preponderance of the Leo. It's the less evolved Leo. It's the it's the first rung of Leo that says, "Look at me, my you know." Without saying, "Hey, look at me and look at you too," and let me let me shine while I allow you to shine. Everybody shines. So it is that you know, what I say, that spectrum from tolerance to respect to honoring. And I do feel that it will turn around. I do feel that it is the ego personality getting a glimpse of the soul and not knowing what to do with it yet, quite yet. But that will be changing. Tamara is asking, when we give from our soul expression, we create the pure form of resonance. Yes, it's less diluted. Absolutely. Okay, I think we have time for a question or two while we're waiting for Jude. Hello, 201-919, you're on air. Hi, Michelle, this is Shannon. Hey, Shannon, welcome. Do you have a question? Thank you. Yeah, um, so I'm hearing all that you're saying, and um, I'm in school right now. I'm in graduate school. I'm like two-thirds of the way to getting a teaching degree. Um, And I came in... I came in um, wanting to study environmental education, also science education. Um, and now where I'm at, I'm going to be doing student teaching in the fall. And so, like, doing a lot more general education stuff. So yeah. I'm feeling, like, inclined to be like, oh, let me just be open and see the schools need and what kind of teachers they need and stuff. Um, but also, like, right now as I'm, I'm taking a class that's about art, and science together, and it feels, like, so great <laughs> that I also, like, okay. want to 
also uh, just think, think about like going in really strong saying, I want to do this environmental education. So I guess my question is like, as I'm getting closer to working, um, should I be kind of more open or like really like stay with my focus and work hard to try and achieve that? Well, what I feel B O B both. Yeah. The, the the soul always spirit always says both or or and the either or comes from the ego. Mm-hmm. So you don't know yet what your experience is going to be until you're in. Whoops. You got to mute yourself. I can't. There's so much noise. Sorry. Shannon. Yeah. Yes. 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 So, I'll do that right now. Okay. Thank you. Outside. So yes. You. Yeah. Or get in a place where it's quiet. Um. Yes. Yeah, so you don't know yet. So we come in fueled up. We, we have an idea of what we want. That's very important. That, that's connecting you to your vision. But we need to be open because the vision may change a bit. The players may change. By the time you graduate, there might be something, a different piece that you don't have yet or know. There may be a different opening. So it's a bit of both, right? It's, you know, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. be, be open to the higher directive of your higher self and that things if you're if you have a vision but yet you're open, it can even be better than what you could even imagine. Yeah, okay. And I was I was hearing All what right. you were saying, which is like don't don't just yeah, don't just go for like, oh, this is what they want and they want someone to do this job. Because I think sometimes I can like be like easily lose my sense of self too. So I have to be careful about that. Like to just fit myself into work. Yes, I mean, sometimes, yeah. there, well, sometimes there's transitional jobs that we take that may not be the ideal, but there's something to learn there or a connection to be made. That's fine. I feel like you're trying to get, I feel like you need to be a bit more just in the student mode and the learning and opening and growing. Have a mm-hmm. vision over to the side, but you're trying to figure it out before you're even in the, the experience of it, before you're even getting a job interview, right? Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so just be a little more in the present. Okay, thanks. Okay, all righty. Sounds good. Let's see, is Jude, okay. Not on the phone. Maybe I'll call her. Let's see. Okay. All right, so today we're going to start a little bit earlier with our guest because we have Jude Curavan on, and I love every minute that we get. So I want to see if this is her on the line. So many of you know of Jude from, like I said at the top of the program, her, you know, prolific um, writing history, the, the books that she has and CDs out. She always has a pulse on where we are and where we're going um, individually and as a collective. And I feel that part of that is her background in quantum physics, but also as a cosmologist, astrologer, as well as the, the circles. Some of you know that she spoke at the G20 conference, and she's able to see what I was talking about earlier. What are the where are the trends, and where are we fitting? Her most recent book is the Cosmic Hologram, the In Formation at the Center of Creation. Uh, this is the first book of the transformational trilogy, which won a Silver Nautilus Book Award for 2017, and she's also now currently writing book two of it, Gaia her story. So let's welcome to the program, Jude. Michelle, hi. Hello, Michelle, hi. Hi, Jude. Hi. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Ah, (laughs) Great to hear from you. Oh, my gosh. 
I, when I saw that you were going to be on the program, I'm like, oh, my God, with all these eclipses, you know, talk about cosmic holograms. I mean, <laughs> we're in a cosmic hologram. I mean, I think we're waking up to realize we are in a cosmic hologram. Absolutely. It's been extraordinary. You know, since we last spoke, this whole sort of understanding is getting such incredible traction. And, of course, what it does, I was hearing a little bit about what you were saying before I, I came on. And it's this reflection, this mirroring of each to ourselves, yeah. you know, yeah. and and this whole expansion of what Einstein called the circle of compassion. Yeah, I call it the spiral of compassion because mm. it's me and we and all. Yeah. And the whole thing with a hologram is it's the whole within the most, you know, the smallest pixelation and each of that within the whole. So I loved what you were saying before I came on. And it's exactly that. It's, it's the embodiment of the cosmic hologram. Yeah. Now, what do you think? I feel like we're, especially this year, you know, the last, mm. I would say about February on, past four to six months, we've really been pushed into it. I mean, there is like no getting out of it. And that, right, we're like, if somebody has a way of doing it back in the ego way, just let me know. If there's a, I just don't see it. I don't see it or feel it with myself and other people. What do you make of that? It's, it's, I know you're all, you see your books are always ahead. And then we start, you know, living it out. And I do feel that's definitely with this, um, this book as well. What do you make of the transition, the shifting that's happening as, as it's relating to this, cosmic hologram and the new information, the information that's coming in that's creating the new forms. Well, very much. I mean, you know, Ken Wilber and Dustin DePerna spoke for a long time about, you know, this is a, a time when we can wake up, grow up, clean up, mm. <laughs> show up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, adding, I'm, I'm adding two more to that. I'm adding link up and lift up. And for me, the linking up mm. is very you know that is the embodiment of of the cosmic hologram so it we go when we get to a point as you say when we're beginning to really move beyond that ego-based perspective and we're seeing the bigger picture and we're seeing our relationships with each other with ourselves with each other with our beloved mother earth with the cosmos we're we're beginning to sort of wake up and grow up, and then we need to clean up our stuff and all the traumas that we've held, and then we literally show up. But if we just show up as individuals, that isn't enough because emergence, you know, of conscious evolution, is is about linking up. You know, you know when a butter when a caterpillar begins to metamorphosize into a butterfly the caterpillar breaks down the, all the dna of the caterpillar starts to break down and the dna of the emergent butterfly starts to come big, you know come up and that emergent dna is what's called imaginal cells and imaginal cells don't just form as individual cells they form as little clusters and the more they cluster, ah. the more they yeah, the more they differentiate. Oh. Yeah, but the more they differentiate oh. with the body of the butterfly to come. And that is what I'm sensing at the moment is as we sort of are becoming the imaginal cells of this emergent yeah. you know, possibility. Oh, I love that. Literally picking up. <laughs> yes. And you know what I'm finding? Um, and I'm wondering, with your travels, 
if you're seeing this in other arenas and specters, I mean, people that are, you know, having this kind of conversation that we are, as, as even those that may not be having a conversation but are responding to this, I'm feeling I'm being guided by the, my own imaginal cells waking up, and I'm finding other imaginal cells that are wanting to co-create. Just well, they're co-creating a different reality, but it's 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 meshing with mine. It's you know that that's you know of the unity, of the oneness, of being more supportive, of mindful of the thought. That it's just this natural kind of converging. Now, are you yes. seeing that happen more and more? Very much so. I mean, a couple of stories for you. I mean, I've been on the road for the last two months in, in throughout Europe and in the U.S., east and west coast and between. And a couple of, of thoughts on that for you. Um, first of all, just synchronicities, because synchronicities, as you okay. and I both explored so often, are our way showers yeah. to the linking up and the, and the lifting up. And I was in Santa Barbara um, a few weeks ago with a, a group of friends, the Evolutionary Leaders Circle. And we'd been there, and, and this, this whole sense of linking up and lifting up was very present. And then I went up mm-hmm. to San Francisco for a couple of days just to have some private meetings, and I was staying at an Airbnb. And I arrived late the night before, and then the following morning, I was with the lovely owner of the B&B in the kitchen having a cup of tea. And she hadn't met me before, and she said, oh, what do you do? And this is early in the morning. I'm tired. I, what do I do? You know? Oh, I don't need to find it. So, <laughs> right. so I said, um, I, I, I wake people up. I help people to wake up. And she, she sort of looked at me, and then she said, oh, before that, she said, oh, by the way, there's a couple here who stayed last night. They're going to leave in half an hour, and then we'll have the place to ourselves. Okay, very quiet. And then she asked me this question, and I gave this answer. And then the door opened of this couple's bedroom. This is in a, a suburban part of San Francisco, never been there before, just arrived, you know, all the rest of it. This lady walks towards me and says, are you Jude Curavan? I said, yes. She said, I love your book, The Cosmic Hologram. Oh, <laughs> but I know. But oh. even more than that, she yeah. is a wonderful woman who is a transformational leader's consultant. So she goes into corporations, big corporations, and works with the, the managers there and the teams there and all the rest of it. And what she does is she looks at the what she feels are the best ideas are that support conscious mm-hmm. evolution. And she loved the cosmic hologram. So what she wants to do is to bring its message of unity and unity and diversity and differentiation, but not separation, into her work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that synchronicity of being in that place at that moment yeah. with that person who's going to leave in half an hour we may never have met. And instead, she's inviting me to add this message to all that she's doing. So this is what I mean. I, I just feel this link. Wow. And as you say, yeah. Shelley, it's natural. I didn't have any clue that was going to happen. No. Right? But if we, sh- if we show up, we can link up. You know, because <laughs> right. spirit and the universe and the cosmos is so meeting us more than halfway. Because... A lot of the, what I'm saying now, um, and what I wrote in the Cosmic Hologram, is our universe has an in, it is hardwired 
for evolution. Our universe mm. is hardwired for evolution and the evolution of consciousness and self-awareness. So as we step forward, the universe steps towards us. Mm. And that's what I feel is happening. And when I go around the world and, you know, this convergence of science and spirituality, I'm hopefully speaking at the Parliament of Religions in Toronto in um, early October. But I've also been invited um, to speak in India at the World Parliament Mm. of Science, Religion and Philosophy. There is so much now that is beginning to link up and realize that when science becomes part of the solution with its new understanding of interconnectedness and consciousness being fundamental and not part of the problem, then this convergence with spirituality is natural and we can expand our awareness As as you and and I've said for many, many long years, the unified nature of reality and how unity expresses itself in radical diversity and the uniqueness Mm. of the individual as well as the collective genius of of the we. So I'm really excited. I see a lot of breakdown as well as breakthrough. You know, it's mm-hmm. and and, as, as you were saying earlier, it doesn't seem to be an either or, it seems to be an and and. And if we look at emergence and evolutionary processes, thus it has always been. So we shouldn't be too, you know, feeling that this is not, you know, unusual or not right. It's, pay, it's challenging. It really is yes. very challenging. And it's, and, you know, what we can do is to, step into being our imaginal selves and yeah. being conscious co creators And you talked about the... I'd love us to, I'd love us to explore some of the Aquarius Leo stuff because I really feel that's yes. very significant at the moment. Yes, that, yes, that Aquarius Leo axis seems to be... Um, Right, we've got the shadow or the lower level, the less evolved, and then the the stellar version of it. So yes, if you can dive into that, that would be. Um, and then what is it doing with Uranus and Taurus? That Uranian energy oh. now coming into the Earth, right? So Leo, very very right? significant. Yeah, very significant. Yeah. I mean, do you want me to respond to that or? Yes, I'd love <laughs> you to. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless you. Um, as you say, I mean the Aquarian to, uh, Leo axis is very important. Of course, we've we've just had a lunar eclipse um, in July, late July 27th, and we're coming up to a solar eclipse on the 11th of August. And the lunar eclipse was in Aquarius, and with Mars conjunct the lunar eclipse, so that whole sense of assertion and the question: Are we going to use that energy for aggression? or assertion Mm. and growth and then we're you know 11th of august in a solar eclipse in leo are we going to use that for personal me empowerment or are we going to serve it in empowerment and i'm talking a lot of the moment you know leo as you say at this this sort of ego level is 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 all about control and power but as we move into that sort of um ego free transpersonal perspective that stellar perspective as you describe we move into our authentic sovereignty Mm. of leo which Mm -hmm. cares for and and i talk about sovereignty 
when we really move mm. into that service of authentic Leo sovereignty, we serve the greater good. We serve the higher purpose. Mm. We show up, we link up, and we lift up in service. So my sense is that, of course, lunar eclipses are like um, turbocharged <laughs> full moon right. and solar eclipses like turbocharged new moon. So this offers, it seems to me, a, 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 a reset and a restart for us personally, if we choose to. And it offers us an opportunity to move into this, the me and the we of that Aquarian balance and the me and the we and the all of that higher level of Leo embodiment. Um, but it also has challenges and it also has dangers because if we stick at the ego based, then these two eclipses, yeah. you know, lunar eclipse with Mars and, and uh, the solar eclipse, which is conjunct Mercury retrograde, instead of sort of reflecting and growing, we reflect and go into those old paradigm runarounds again. So as you well know, I mean, you are an absolute maestro and master of astrology. Um, you know, astrology of itself is not judgmental. Astrology of itself is neutral. It, it's how we respond to its influences. So I do feel there's both, if you like, like any crisis, there's, there's, there's danger and there's incredible opportunity. And I'm focusing, of course, on the opportunity and would advise yeah. all of us to do so. Right, right. But I think, but I hear what you're saying. It's a choice. So we're all, it's an individual and collective choice point. Is that what you're saying, Jude? Is that what these eclipses I think are bringing that up? Time. I think we're in okay. that time, whether it's the, the eclipse is sort of our, our sort of touch points on all of this. But, you know, I go back to 2007, 2008 when, um, and on when Pluto went into Capricorn. And for me, it was a generational passage of breakdown and breakthrough mm. that continues up to sort of 24, 25. And what we now have is, is all of the social and outer planets bringing their influences to bear on us making those choices, you know, making those choices. And as you said, with Uranus in, in Taurus, um, I, I'm sure you have, and I'm sure many of, of the mm -hmm. folks on the, with us on the call have, is how much response Gaia has been making in terms of, you know, the heat waves, the forest, the fires, the, 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 the winds, the, 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 the floods, the, mm -hmm. you know, mudslides, all of it. You know, Gaia, I feel, is saying to us, enough is enough. And with, with Uranus yeah. in Taurus, we have got an opportunity to to wake up and do all the things that, you know, in our deepest hearts we know are necessary. And I feel her responses of our not doing that are becoming ever more evident. So it's almost like, you know, the two by four is coming unless we, we you know, recognize the signs and our own inner call to wake up right. <laughs> and show up and Which, link up. Yeah, and it is that showing up and linking up, you know, that's um, so being guided. Now, why? What it seems that a lot of tumult is coming up, um, especially I would say more with this uh, – solar the solar eclipse or lunar eclipse rather yeah. 
that um, seems, right, seems to be bringing up a lot for people and a lot of, I don't know, just undifferentiated energy, just restlessness, what do I do, you know, energy. Absolutely. What is that about? What, yeah, what is that, you know? Well, uh, the lunar eclipse, you know, uh, the lunar eclipse is on the 27th of July, and it will, you know, it's, it's partnering with the solar eclipse that's coming on the 11th of mm. August. Of course, both of them really then work in partnership um, to, you know, through a six-month cycle until the next solar eclipse in January of, of next year. So for me, and certainly just before the lunar eclipse, I was incredibly, um, I felt very stressed, which I don't don't really, I rarely feel stressed. But I really did feel it. And what it was playing out for me was in my closest relationships. It was really Mm. the the Aquarian aspect of of me and how do I relate with others. And for me, it was bringing up a lot of stuff that had not been, you know, resolved or that I'd not Mm -hmm. been willing to look at or... It really got me into knee-jerk response yeah. as well. I was finding that I was just knee-jerk responsing for anything that wasn't sorted. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that helped me enormously, and I, I, <laughs> I hope it's not too late to help everybody else on the call, yeah. but, but realizing <laughs> that there was a, knee, a knee-jerk reaction, not to, be, not to go overboard, not to be rash, because what it was doing really was raising it to be reviewed but not to make, you know, um, jump off the cliff choices. I mean, I had a major, I mean, very, very, very rarely, but I had a big row with my beloved husband. And we both of us went afterwards, what was that about? (laughs) And it, you know, it was like, and it blew over, thank goodness. But in the real depths of it, yeah, either of us could have said things or done things that were awful. And that is very, very rare. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, just to share that, because if, if people are feeling that, just to say, just take a deep breath, please take a deep breath, and realize that the opportunity is to become more authentic in your relationships, yeah. but, don't, but don't literally throw the baby out with the bathwater when these influences have been so powerful. Yeah. Find a way to, ch- to channel it, to be with it or channel it, right? Exactly. It's, uh, Exactly. Yeah. I had the other day, I, I couldn't believe how I just had all this extra energy. I mean, like anxiety, but energy, what to do. I was like, I exercised, yeah. I did some yoga, I did some stretching, I did this, I did that. And I was like, okay, you have no choice. You can't just jump out of your skin. You're in this, you know, you are yeah. in this now, you know. Yeah. Um, certainly you brings say, a lot of awareness. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. And as you say, you know, it really felt that you're, you're almost like jumping out your skin. It's like your body can't yeah. hold this yeah. energy. So how do you deal with it? And, and, and your advice is superb because it's like you breathe into it. You do what works for you. You go into meditation. Yeah. You do yoga. You take a walk in the woods, yeah. you know. You, 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 you dig potatoes. You clear up litter. You do whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah, in a, in the, the walking really helps. Oh, yeah. 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 And as constructive now, as possible because it can go either way. Now, Jude, is this the the Uranus energy coming into Taurus? If we look at Taurus as the Earth, 
are we being opening to more cosmological energy or is it more is that part of the restlessness or where or is that the moon where is this this because I've heard many people say that either just like you like with what you had with your husband you you know flash emotions but also a lot of people were they're they're impatient they know something's happening it's going to happen but it's too slow and they're anxious is it the combination of everything or is it that Uranus and Taurus I think it's a combination of everything, but of course everything interconnects. So everything, all the yeah. influences okay. are like a whole series of, of waves within a, an overall tidal shift. I think within, with, with, with Uranus in Taurus, it seems to me that all of the work that so many folks have been doing in this waking up and you know, growing up and cleaning up, it's now really important that we show up not to step forward into um, coming together, but we really ground this understanding and we ground it Mm. through the honoring and the love of Gaia and we really connect with her at progressively deeper levels. We literally come into a communion with her at this time so that we can hear what she asks of us. Yes? At this time, and for me, that's what Uranus in, in Taurus is about. I mean, Taurus is an earth sign. Uranus is the great awakener, the great revolutionary. So how do we come into right relationship with Gaia? And I think we're being asked to, to really be very conscious of that now because whatever we've been doing, um, you know, a lot of folks have been going into meditation and connecting with the cosmos, but it's like everyday living everyday grounding, everyday communion with Gaia and all her children is now becoming so Mm. much more important because we are co-creative evolutionary partners with her. And, you know, unless we really don't just recognize that, but literally realize that and live in that way, that will help her and her other children enormously. But it will also help us find ways of channeling and co-creatively serving the higher purpose of what's flowing through, in in my perspective. Mm-hmm. And and you know, so I'm just about to write Guy her story, so I'm really yes, that's boy, I'm interested. Yes, that's another amazing. It's it's almost like because when you're talking about the cosmic hologram, and now you're you're starting to write the. Gaia's story, it's it's grounding that hologram into Gaia, you know, or it's it's birthing it, I believe, you know, in a sense. Um, Very much. I'm so I'm so appreciative you said that because it feels exactly that. You know, I talk about, you know, we've talked about before of head, heart, and hands, and for me, the cosmic hologram is the head bit, the think cosmic, mm-hmm. but Gaia her mm-hmm. story is the heart, the heart. It's mm-hmm. it's um. It, it's a feel global, and then the third book is going to be mm. many voices, one heart, which is a human, our human story, and that is the act local. So it's this, it's this grounding and embodiment of what, you know, what unified reality means as a transformational healing of our worldview. Mm. You know, as you were talking about the books, I was thinking of. Atlantis and Lemuria, that when you're saying the head part with the, the 
cosmic hologram and then Gaia, the, the heart. And it feels like however we look at that, you know, the, the intellect and reason or analyzing and then the feeling, the sensing, the heart base coming to the heart, the feeling, the opening, it, it feels like we're getting these new, which you're definitely your books are a, a part of and illustrate, we're getting this new vision or something, archetype, I'm not sure, but it feels like something, you know, because what is, it's not going to be matriarchy, it's not going to be patriarchy, there's some new blending that we all don't know yet what it is, you know, I feel you're getting a a feeling for it, maybe even a vision or picture, something is coming through you and you're writing to share, well, this is the possibility of this blending. I feel it is, and and I'm you know I'm big on trinities because for me um, it's the divine feminine, the divine masculine, and from that sacred union comes the divine child. And so if we sort mm-hmm. of sense that you know the the, the 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 Atlantis was was very masculine in the mental sense, yeah, whereas the Murian right? was very feminine, very feminine in in in, in that sense. And the heart sense, but what we're doing now, it seems, is we remember and re-embody, mm. um, you know, what the the ancients call the sacred marriage of the divine masculine and feminine. With that not being a matriarchy or a patriarchy, but literally, you know, the old perspective that it takes two pillars to hold up the sky. It's when we come into into complementary expression of the divine masculine and feminine, which is, which is within all of us, you know, whatever gender we, we embody, mm-hmm. then the divine child is birthed, is, is come forward. And the divine child for me is the, is that Christed Buddhic um, perspective. You know, that is for me mm-hmm. our potential cosmic destiny through this sort of emergence of our conscious evolution. So that's my sense of this, and and I've written about it a lot, but I've I've lived it a lot. You know, my writings really come from mm. my lived experience and all my researching, but also very much that that direct perspective of what the possibilities of this can be. Mm. And what so when we're looking at, um, I want to get back to a second to the cosmic hologram. Where, and you talked about this mirroring. Where do we or how do we fit into this? And what's the message of what we're to open up more of? You know, is it spirit, ourselves? Because we would be a part of this, right? That the, oh, we are that, sure. right? That, we are, you know, in that sense, we are the microcosmic co-creators of our universal mm. reality. I mean, what what science is re- is realizing now across all scales of existence and many many different fields of research and there's ever more coming forward since the book was published um is that you know mind and matter are not separate they are essentially unified and mind expresses itself consciousness expresses itself cosmic mind expresses itself mm. as the appearance of physical reality but the appearance of physical reality has some rules associated with it um, which we call the laws of physics but essentially they are algorithms they are instructions that enable our universe Mm. to exist and evolve 
and as a unified entity. So if we go back 13.8 billion years ago to the first moment of space and time within our, our universe, you know, it wasn't born as in a big bang. It wasn't big. It wasn't an explosive bang. It was this incredibly fine-tuned and exquisitely ordered big breath. And so right from the get-go, mm. our universe was, was sort of co-created by cosmic mind or spirit or great mystery or God or mm-hmm. Allah, whatever term we want to use, to be a, to be a, a to exist and evolve as a unified entity from simplicity to complexity. So literally, our universe is set up to do that and is hardwired for evolution. As my dear friend Barbara Marks Hubbard says, our universe has an evolutionary impulse. So we have meaning and purpose as part of that evolutionary impulse. We are the microcosmic co-creators of the realities of our experience of our universe. So if we choose to forget that unity in diversity, and of course science has told us that our universe is only materialistic and is separate and that consciousness just is is an accident that drops off Mm -hmm. the back of, of accidental uh, random evolutionary processes, then it it sort of it bereaves us of that that understanding. But science is now realizing how wrong that paradigm has been, and as it really mm-hmm. now becomes to you know acknowledge that instead our universe is profoundly interconnected, is exquisitely set up to exist and evolve as a universe soul and has this profound embedded evolutionary impulse, you know, it offers us a remembering of who we really are. It offers us an acknowledgement that we, all of us, every single one of us, everything, everything that is manifest has universal worth. We have worth, we have meaning, we have purpose within this glorious diversity of our universe. And so this seems to me to be a game, potentially a game changer because what it's doing is it's converging with spiritual traditions throughout the ages, wisdom teachings, and spiritual inner practices and inner realization. And it's honoring those and saying they're not imaginal. They're not imagination. They're yeah. imaginal. They're not imagination. Yeah. This is what reality really is. Yes. That's what I'm finding, uh, Jude, that I love what you're saying. The imaginal. It's not imagination because it's so fantastical, but yet you get the confirmation. I mean, like your story yes. with the book. There's, But yet... And maybe you know that when are we, because we've been conditioned not to think this way and, and validate it, that I feel now we're in this rough patch of, okay, this is real. This is how it is. I, and I love the inner. There is this inner transformation, yeah. inner world. Yeah. And it, so we're having to kind of, you know, like, you know, hit our head and go, okay, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, this is not, I'm not making this up, this actually happened, and I got these confirmations, and it's happening, but then our mind goes back to the doubt, right, and not, you know, thinking it's just the imagination, I'm making it up. 
Well, I think the, the problem has been that science has been part of the problem because this old scientific paradigm, which is wrong, I mean, it is categorically wrong, is, has been mm. telling us that, you know, uh, the universe is, is a big thing made of separate things, that yeah. evolution is, is, is random, that consciousness drops off the back of it accidentally, that the only reality is materialistic. And what I wrote the, the Cosmic Hologram for is to show the evidence, the scientific evidence of mm. all scales of existence and many, many different fields of research that proves this is categorically wrong and instead shows us the, the, the sort of the, the leading edge science and the evidence that, that reconciles with spiritual traditions and those inner, those, that inner knowingness of interconnectedness and ultimate unity and meaning and purpose and love, you know, and, and that our mm. universe is not a great thought it's a sorry. It's not a great thing. It's literally a great thought in the infinite mind mm. of the cosmos, and this is so beautiful mm. and so so simple. And it actually is a is a restatement of understanding that goes back thousands of thousands of years. But for the last few hundred years, you know, science has poo pooed. And now is realizing that it's got it wrong. It's you know science has given us mm -hmm. great insights. It's offered us very clever technologies, but my goodness me, has that come with a cost? And yeah. you know now, thank goodness, science is showing up to part of the solution and our healing, because our fragmented perspectives have driven our dysfunctional behaviors. So as we remember the wholeness of all that is, mm. hopefully that remembering and saying it is not imagination this is what reality is yeah. we can come together <laughs> i love that you know i had an experience a week or so ago i was visiting um, someone in the hospital and a client of mine and she was you know unconscious in and out but the big difference that i saw was i remember years ago maybe 90s or late visiting somebody and i remember the nurses would say they're they can't hear you. I'd be like, yeah, they can't. Oh no, 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 they're unconscious. If they blink, that's just you know, something you know, physical. Da 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 da. This time sure. they would come in and say, you know, she can hear you. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, they're actually saying that. They would come in and say, you can talk to her. She can hear you. She'll be able to hear you. And I thought, well, it's taken this long yeah. for them to, because of course they can hear. They're still in the body and floating around. Whatever they're thinking. But Jude, I thought, oh my God, that that's so it speaks to your point. It's taken a while. Yeah. Um so we're having but it's a happening. way to have to do <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, it's slow. It's slow. I, I thought, boy, they must have gone to some new class or workshop or maybe it's in the training now, right? <laughs> because it was so opposite. I nearly wanted to just say, Hey, you know, is this in the new classes now? <laughs> um <laughs> yes. And explain for our viewers, because I think this is so important, what you say, we're imaginal. It's not imagination. And how can people connect more to that, the fact and the energy of being that it's, that we're these imaginal beings or imaginal selves? What, what, is, what would you say is the difference? 
Well, first of all, just to go back to the analogy of, of a butterfly, when when a, um, you know a, a, when insects they're called metamorphosizing insects such as butterflies, mm -hmm. they have two they have two sorts of DNA. When um, the caterpillar is born, the caterpillar has a certain type of DNA, and the caterpillar's job is to eat, basically eat lots and lots and lots, and just grow and grow and grow. So that's the awareness of the caterpillar. It just eats, okay? A time comes, though, where, yeah, where it's come to the yeah. end of that part of its life cycle, and naturally, it's not something I would have thought the caterpillar is consciously aware of, although it might be. Um, what you get is the caterpillar starts to form a cocoon, okay? And it's, been, it's eaten and eaten and eaten, so it's its biggest it can be. It forms a cocoon, and in that cocoon, the caterpillar starts to break down. Its DNA starts to break down. Its body starts to go to mush. But... As mm. that happens, as that breakdown is happening, the second part of the insect's DNA is starting to be activated. And that is the DNA of oh. the butterfly to become. So what happens is that begins with so-called imaginal cells that actually are holding the DNA template of the butterfly to come. Now what happens is as the caterpillar DNA and the body is breaking down, its immune system actually attacks the imaginal cells of the of the butterfly to be, but those it attacks does. actually oh. strengthen. They strengthen the imaginal cells, and what the imaginal cells then do through that those sort of attacks by the immune system of the dying caterpillar, they get stronger, and they start to naturally come together. It's almost like safety in numbers, although it's much oh, more subtle wow. than that. Much right. more subtle than that. Because it's this part of this DNA, this emergent DNA of the butterfly, but that uh, those attacks help to, to, to you literally bring the imaginal cells together in clusters. And then they start to differentiate into the body and the organs of the butterfly to come. So all of this is that linking up that we were, you know, we've been talking about as the the emergent mm -hmm. butterfly is 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 coming into form, and then the final thing is as the butterfly breaks free of the cocoon. If you ever see a butterfly breaking free of cocoon, don't go near it. Don't try and help it, even though it might look mm. bedraggled, because again. It, 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 need, it, it is strengthened. It needs to dry out in the sun, but also it needs to struggle a little bit to fly. But that struggle makes it stronger. So it seems to me that without trying to fight the caterpillar of what's breaking down, we begin to sing the, the better song of the imaginal cells of being a butterfly. And we use the attacks or we use the challenges not to fight back, but to strengthen our own resolve and higher purpose and linking up and saying, yes, let's come together and let's sing a better story and let's do, you know, let's act locally or do whatever we feel to help and be part mm -hmm. of a solution. Because that's how essentially the imaginal cells of the butterfly respond. 
They're getting ready to fly, and we're getting okay. ready to fly. That's So I feel we're in that breaking down. It, now, it reminds me, this may be, well, that's profound uh, to, to um, analyze it with, with the, where we're at. Because as you were talking, I was thinking about there's that part in the path where things seem to break down, you know, old friends don't seem to fit the job, whatever things are changing. They're being broken down or it sounds yeah. like instinctually they're being eaten by the new DNA that's coming through. So we're very much like this then. In our I feel unfolding. so. Yeah. yeah. I feel so. And, and, you know, maybe instead of seeing it, cause I think for, for quite a while, folks were sort of seeing this as a, a breakdown or breakthrough, but actually it's both. If you look at the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you look at the uh, example of the caterpillar and the butterfly, it's the breakdown and the breakthrough. And in a way, the breakdown serves the breakthrough by challenging it. And the breakthrough mm. it, uh, it is, is strengthened by not fighting the breakdown, but actually being lifted, essentially, by it to sing a better story. Mm. So how would we best use that the, the breakdown? Because it sounds like it's happening simultaneous by what you're saying, right? It it's is. not one that happens. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as that one stage happens, it just kicks in. I guess it's, you know, Well, you think of what's happening. Sure. I mean, you you mm-hmm. see what's happened in the states over the last couple of years, and you know, nothing. You know, everything has a precursor. Everything has a build-up, even though you might not be able to see it. And what's happened in the U.S. now, it seems to me, has been building up for some time. But what you're getting now is that you know that 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 breakdown and breakthrough, and that the, the choice really is is for the breakthrough is not to fight the old, is not to, to, to play out the continued myth of separation, but to come together and support each other to embody the values and the principles that make America, have made America a beacon of light, not to get into the division and the polarization and the fear and the mm-hmm. blame and the judgment, but just to, you know, just to 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 lift oneself and 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 move into a higher perspective and not get caught up with the drama because one of the things that the breakdown does is it's very good at, um, you know, uh, uh, radiating drama and radiating whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, try not to get into that stress-based, fear-based polarization-based, blame-based, hate-based, anger-based mm. perspective, but just to, you know, just to appreciate that that is part of a breakdown and breakthrough process. I think how you explain it and you butterfly in that way of the analysis of what was going on, then they could be a part of well you're going to be a part of it anyway but consciously be a part and see what you know uh, and hopefully the breakdown doesn't take too long <laughs> that's the next that, thing that would be lovely that, that, right 
Yeah, it, it, it will take as long as it takes. I mean, you know, if you look at the emergence of conscious evolution and biological evolution, um, it, it literally takes what it takes. The more, yeah. the, the more, more of us really, you know, go through our own inner journey of, of, of waking up, growing up, cleaning up, showing up, and then step forward into that linking up, the more that there will be a, a vital tipping point of lifting up. So in a way, it, it, it is what it is, and it can happen very quickly. I mean, we've seen in the past, you know, if I go back four billion years and I look at various sort of um, stages of, of evolution, and now it's more conscious evolution than biological evolution, um, it can happen very quickly if the conditions are able to support that emergence into a higher level of coherence. And that's what the linking up's about. So I would just invite... Yeah, all the folks you know with us today and their friends. I've got a good friend, and this uh, I'd like to share this with you because this feels really, I hope, helpful. Um, Have you ever seen? You know, when birds come together, these huge flocks of birds, and they they move as if they were one. You know, hundreds of thousands sometimes of birds. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes, it's yes. It's incredible. Even the one at the very end. Yes, it is quite incredible. So how do how do they know? And this is what my friend researched, because she was really curious, like we are. And it's such a beautiful sight. You see the whole flock moving as a single entity. And bird bird researchers have realised that all that needs to happen is every bird needs to just know where the seven birds around them, where they are and what they're doing. And that just ripples mm. through the whole flock. Hundreds of thousands of birds. That's right, and the seven. Oh. The seven. So what she does is she does this great exercise with people to say, look, you know, if you're going to ripple out this throughout the whole world, just start by considering the seven people around you. And she said, how do you feel about those? What's your relationship with those? Really ground it in that everyday relationship. And she talks about um, what is your relationship with each of these seven people on a scale from zero to ten? And it doesn't matter what the scale is, but you know, is your relationship with your mother a a one Mm -hmm. or an eight? And is your relationship with your brother or your husband or your partner or your child or your best friend, you know, your friend, whatever, or your work colleague. Right. So the seven people closest to you, just list those seven people closest to you. And then along each side, of, uh, you know, alongside each of those people, just rate your relationship with them from zero to ten. If your relationship is below five, what can you do to improve it? And not wait for that person to do something. What can you do? Even if you think it's their fault, they're behaving appallingly, what is it if you want to heal that relationship that you can do? And if you do that and get those seven relationships up to sort of sevens to tens, then the flock of millions of birds or millions of humans can fly. I but love that. That's like that. a movement. Yes, 
because it starts with us. <laughs> it's always the individual that gets, even yeah. you're saying with these imaginal cells that, you know, in yeah. within us and that we are, yes. the grouping. Um, yes. Boy, that's so powerful. I wonder how we can, everyone, get that out there. Start. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to bring that into my my workshops. I think that's so powerful because the people, while you're talking about it, I was thinking about who's around me and it's very high vibes, very insane. But there was a time it wasn't, there was a couple that were not. And, and I notice a difference now. Yeah. 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 And the one plus the seven, of course, is the eight. And I wrote a book called The Eighth Chakra about the universal heart. And a dear friend of mine, Lynn McTaggart, talks about the power of eight when you come together as eight people and, and have intention of healing or love to other people. There's, there's a sort of a, a, a backwash of that. But this one plus seven is now a different way of working with eight, which is you plus seven around you. But you then create an octave of consciousness and each of those seven with seven around them creates co-creates another octave that's how it spreads and that's how love can spread as much as anything it ripples it ripples wow you know what i love about (laughs) this dude too it gives people something to do because i find very often um People don't a lot of times realize that consciousness is inside job. You know, it's not some, it's, you know, <laughs> how we're living and it's, right? It's, can't fool the universe. Um, but this gives people something tangible to, to do, um, very proactive yeah. in their life that's also good for them, but is also, you know, enacting or enabling that, that rippling effect that just for the fact Absolutely. of raising the vibrational frequency. That's brilliant. That's, and I love what you said about you now notice that, you know, when relationships aren't in harmony, but, you know, that's something that all of us can do. And just keep, mm-hmm. just keep an eye on that. And just, you know, it's an ongoing thing as well, isn't it? As you and I both know, this, yeah. is, a, this, is, a, yeah. this is a journey. But, you know, if we can improve relation, you know, re- any of those relationships from a two to a four, or a three to a six, mm-hmm. you know, really our intention is to raise all of those seven relationships around us into that eight, nine, ten level. Mm-hmm. My goodness me, it, it's transformational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so empowering and it's so individual, but yet it's affecting well, it's going to affect the seven around you, and then if they're then who they're connecting with as well. It is really um, exactly that mirroring that you talked about earlier. Yeah, Definitely. and that is the cosmic hologram because it is that reflecting back and mirroring, and you know the mirroring will come to us. What we give, we do receive in many ways, and you know it's not it's not a, a an you know absolute balance but you know right where we have the opportunity where we have the opportunity to really you know take a deep breath and make that difference in ourselves and reach out in my experience too the ripple effect is extraordinary Mm -hmm. and then it is embracing and really living that cosmic hologram that you talk about it's really stepping into that um, that we're co-creating this. We are making a difference by, you know, what we what we think, what we do, how we feel. 
Absolutely. It almost reminds you of you putting back in, you know, you're putting, you're recognizing that you're putting something in to this experience. Very much so. I mean, we're so much more powerful than, than many of us think we are, you know, because we're always, we're transceivers of information. We are information and how we resonate um, whether we're aware of it or not, we're, we are radiating and receiving from others. So if we radiate love, if we, you know, in that one plus seven around us, you know, if we radiate love, then then it will have its effect um, and effects, and those effects will ripple. So I, I just, you know, I, I just love, this is Kalinka Jacobs, who's a dear friend, and, a, you know, she's been working with, thousands upon thousands of people over many years with this and it's so simple and it's something that I think most people can really get and and it mm-hmm. and it can be transformational you know mm. transformational I'm really glad you shared it with us because I I feel a lot of people listening will go I can do that you know I yeah. can I can you know let me start with those that are around uh, around me and uh, and and I like what you said. Ever so slight, whatever. If it's just you move it from a one yeah. to a two or two to a four, but what it's yeah. still going to be um, positively impactful. Oh, dude, we're winding out of time, and um, just for this this meeting, this <laughs> moment, this has been. Uh, we, everybody in the chat, thank you so much. This has been amazing. People are just really mind blowing in a good way. They're saying thank you, Jude, for being back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. You're all, I always look forward to when you're on, I'm like, Oh my gosh, here we're going to go. Let's get ready. Let's go. Cause um, <laughs> you're late, you know, you're writing about, but you're living it. And what I love too is in your travels, you're coming across people from all walks of life, all sectors. And yeah. so you're seeing the kind of cross pollination of what's going on. Yeah. And it's very um, empowering and inspiring, you know, to hear your news always oh bless you michelle and thank you and everybody who's with us and yeah i'm always delighted to come back on the show because i love what you guys are doing and and the community that you're building and i i I always am honored and and delighted to be part of it thanks jude until next time until next time thanks everyone thanks michelle thank you you see why I was so excited at the beginning of the show, those of you that are new listener, <laughs> listener participants. Um, amazing, amazing. Um, I've read her book. It's amazing. Oh, well, the eighth chapter is amazing as well. Um, but the cosmic hologram, it really gives a good underpinning as to what we're about and where we're going. Uh, so you can find out more information about Jude at judecuravan.com. That's J-U-D-E-C-U-R-R-I-V-A-N.com. And her recent book is The Cosmic Hologram, available where books are sold. Uh, thank you all for being available, Awakenings, and cre- co-creating this. And thank you, those in the chat, grounding the energy. Really appreciate it. Um, all your wisdom, insights, and input, and those that called in later, thank you so much. And those of you that are listening later by the archives, you're always with us. Um, and we have a lot of listeners by archives, and that's great. Thank you for being a part of Awakenings. And for guest suggestions, topic suggestions, uh, email questions, as well as wanting to know about upcoming Soul Path happenings or teleworkshops with me, you can email awakenings 
podcast at gmail.com. And once again, our guest was Dr. Jude Curvan, and we were talking about The Cosmic Hologram, her most recent book. All right, everyone, until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritbedliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritbedliving.com. Keep awake.